welcome to week five of the Slow Beginnings Retreat. It's been such an incredible month spent with you and I hope you're enjoying it as much as I have been. Now, I promised at the beginning of this retreat that I would be delivering you tools and um, strategies to help create pockets of slow, no matter how busy your life is. And I hope that I've done that. I hope that the first four weeks have, have helped to, um, you know, to, to fit out your toolkit, I guess, your toolbox with different ways of managing what is a you know, fast-paced world. But this week, I'm going to introduce you to probably one of the most powerful and simplest tools that I have in my own tool belt. Uh, and it's also kind of delightfully rebellious too, which is something that I love. So this week, we are going to dig into the rebellious art of noticing, of radical attention. This is a tool that you can carry with you anywhere. You keep it in your pocket, you pull it out at any time, any moment that you feel like you need it. The applications of this art of noticing are varied, I mean really varied. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're lacking gratitude, if you are so focused on tomorrow and what tomorrow will bring and what tomorrow uh, might hold that you forget to live today, this art of noticing, this very simple art of paying attention can help. And so what exactly do I mean when I say paying attention? What, like, how do you define that? And at its heart, it is simply noticing. Noticing the tiny details, noticing the enormous patterns, noticing the kindness of strangers, noticing the, the pain of a friend or a loved one. Just um, really allowing ourselves to be present in that noticing and to really um, dive into what's happening in front of our faces. But it's also about learning how to experience that, that noticing fully without diving back into distraction. Because we do live in a world of distraction. And, you know, for me, this is where the rebelliousness comes into play. Paying attention in a world that profits and benefits from us remaining distracted is a rebellious act. You know, I think that um, the art of noticing can change our entire, our entire worldview. And, I, you know, if you look around next time you're in public at the doctor's office or on the way to work or, you know, wherever you might be at a coffee shop. Uh, how many people do you see who are paying attention, like who are really noticing? By learning how to notice, you become countercultural. You get to join the club of notices. You know, I wish it was a real club, <laughs> but it's not. But I always find myself smiling or kind of getting a little thrill of, um, of, of joy when I am out and I see other people noticing you know it might be someone who looks at the clouds and smiles or who takes an extra moment to to enjoy the sunset or who is sitting in a coffee shop without a phone without a book without anything and just people watching i feel like we have tapped into some kind of thread of of rebellious radical noticing and i think we benefit from it now i first learned about noticing when my psychiatrist actually introduced me to mindfulness. Now at the time I wasn't really in any mental health position to, to learn how to meditate or to even practice mindfulness because to be honest I didn't really know what mindfulness was. 
Um, but I came to understand it when I realized that I was, I may not know what mindfulness was, but I was very, very well acquainted with mindlessness. So my life nine years ago was one of mindlessness. I would wake up in the morning and mindlessly hit snooze four or five times. And then I would mindlessly lay in bed and I would read through my social media feeds and my emails and through the newspaper websites for probably 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes longer than I actually had. And then I'd mindlessly get up and eat some food, not taking any notice of how it made me feel or uh, what was in it or whether it was something that was fueling me or depleting me. And then I'd mindlessly grind through my day, you know, whether that was working, whether that was spending time with the kids, whether that was a weekend where I spent most of my time doing things. I was very, very rarely present in any of that. And then I'd get to the end of the day and I'd, I'd just wish the kids to bed and I would sit in front of the TV for three or four hours and I would mindlessly watch stuff that I didn't care about and mindlessly drink maybe half a bottle, maybe more of wine just to try and get through. So when I looked at the way I was living and realized that that was mindlessness in action, it became as simple and as difficult as switching that, flipping that on its head. This is what mindless, mindlessness looks like. What would mindfulness look like? And for me, it just started with tiny moments of paying attention. So I started really small. Uh, there was a vine growing in my backyard that I walked past every morning when I was hanging out the laundry. And each morning I would just go out and I would spend maybe 10 seconds noticing that vine, sort of noticing the way that the, the, the tendrils of the, the vine were climbing up the fence and noticing the way that the flowers were starting to bud. Um, you know, it was the middle of winter and noticing how every day the, the color of the bud went from dark purple all the way up through to a, a really light lilac. And it was just a, I mean, like I said, 10 seconds, but it, it meant so much to me really quickly. It came to mean so much to me because it was this act of deep noticing. And then one day I went out to the vine and the flowers had started to bloom. So yesterday there was a bud and today there was a flower. And it, I mean, I know that's what happens to plants, but it blew my mind that this was a process I had been noticing every day. And then all of a sudden, overnight, a miracle had happened. And really that, that realization was um, the moment I, I recognized that I was surrounded by miracles and they didn't have to be big. They could be the tiniest of beautiful details and that what I could do to honor them, to, to give myself that, that you know, essentially mindfulness break was to simply pay attention to them. And then that experiment in noticing started to ripple out into my relationship. So uh, I started paying more attention and noticing more about the people I spent time with. I began experimenting with different types of noticing. I began to realize how, just how, much I was numbing myself from the noticing, from the art of noticing with things like social media and excessive phone use and um, drinking too much wine at night and watching so much TV and all of these things were essentially ways to distract myself away from the art of noticing. Because I think that's the thing that no one talks about when 
they talk about mindfulness. And you can now use these words interchangeably. Mindfulness and noticing are the same thing, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but this is the thing that no one talks about when they discuss mindfulness is, on the one hand, they discuss the incredible benefits of mindfulness, and I'll get to those in a minute. But very rarely does anyone talk about the discomfort that comes from noticing more. And I mean, it makes sense. You're stripping away layers of distraction. You're stripping away layers of um, excess. You're stripping away so many things that we have piled up on top of ourselves over the years to distract us. And it, it's little wonder that you end up feeling a little raw, a little frazzled, a little um, vulnerable. And it's okay if that's how you feel. It's okay and it's normal. Uh, it's something that I have experienced. And as I continue to strip layers and to re-evaluate what is important in my life, it's still part of the process. So if you've tried to practice mindfulness or if you've found yourself struggling in, in meditation or any of, any of the practices we've done during the retreat even, as you begin to excavate yourself and you've found it feeling vulnerable, don't feel like that's a failing or that you're doing something wrong. Providing it's a vulnerability and an exposure that you feel like you can work through, um, I don't feel like it's a, it's a negative thing. In fact, I, f I think that as we continue to strip away, as we continue to remove the distractions and expose our, ourselves, the potential for joy, the potential for beauty is heightened so much. And it goes to, you know, it makes sense to, to see that if we're increasing the potential for beauty, we can also be increasing the potential for pain. And I think that they're just part of the, the experience of life. So during this lesson, I want to provide you with some really practical uh, ways that you can bring more mindfulness, more noticing into your life. But before we do, I just briefly want to, uh, you know, give you some food for thought, I guess, on the power of mindfulness on the research and the evidence that has been developed over the last maybe two or three decades into mindfulness and what it can actually uh, bring to us as people who decide to, to, to pay attention and to notice. So mindfulness decreases stress in our bodies and stress can be a multitude of different um, experiences. But the research has shown that mindfulness practices, different kinds of mindfulness practices, result in a higher brain functioning, in increased immune function, in lowered blood pressure, in lowered heart rate, increased awareness, increased attention and focus, um, increased clarity in thought and perception, lowered anxiety levels, the experience of, of being calm and internally still, and also the experience of being connected. And all of those can kind of add up to um, our ability to cope with stress. In addition, there's also physical health benefits. So mindfulness um, helps us to deal with illness more effectively. It helps us to recover from illness and surgery more effectively. It also has been shown to decrease uh, symptoms of depression. And it's also shown to increase our just our general overall health and well-being. So there's some incredible benefits from mindfulness that are self-related, that are you know physical, emotional, mental health. One of the biggest areas that I personally experienced positive shifts in my life was uh, my relationships. 
when I started to practice this art of noticing, my relationships benefited enormously. So mindfulness has also been shown to make us more present and attentive. It's, it helps to lower our negative emotional reactivity, which was something that I used to struggle with enormously. It improves our emotional regulation, it enhances our self-awareness, and it makes us more empathetic. And I mean, that all blows my mind because this all stems from the simple, rebellious, beautiful act of paying attention. Now, I would like to introduce you to three different ways that you can bring mindfulness to your daily rhythms. They're all designed to be very simple, all designed to be really accessible. You don't need um, you know, specialist equipment or anything like that. It's simply you making a decision to spend some time in the noticing. The first is a body scan, which was again introduced to me by my psychiatrist. And she suggested that I keep this exercise in my pocket for any time that I felt like I was feeling overwhelmed, that um, you know I couldn't sort of settle into the present moment, that I was any time I was thinking too far into the future or you know falling into the I'll be happy wins. This this practice of body scan technique really brings you back into the present um, moment in your body. And I remember the first time that I ever completed this, I, I truly felt like I'd slept for eight hours, which is pretty awesome. So essentially, all you need to do is sit yourself down somewhere. You can do this when you've got kids underfoot. You could do it on the train. You can do it anywhere. Uh, and you need maybe three or four minutes. So take a couple of really slow, deep breaths and just center yourself where you are, meet yourself where you are, and then start with one sense. It could be sight. So ask yourself, what can I see from where I am right now? And spend maybe a minute really getting curious and digging into what you can see. I mean, maybe you see the head of the person in front of you on the bus. What color is their hair? Where is the light hitting it? Um, what's the pattern on the seat in front of you? Is the light flashing off the buildings as you drive past? And just spend some time in that deep noticing, that quiet noticing, really paying attention to one sense at a time. And then shift. So shift to what can I feel? You know, maybe you can feel the, the seat of the bus underneath your, your backside and you can feel the wheels turning and you can feel the bus hitting bumps. And maybe you can feel the air conditioning blowing on top of your head or perhaps the sun shining through the window. Um, you know, where do you have tension in your body? Do you have, uh, is your head hurting? Do you, can you feel tension or, or heat in your shoulders? Are your pants, you know, pushing into your belly? What can you feel in this exact moment? And then complete that exercise for smell and for taste and for sound. And if you spend one minute in the noticing of each of those, uh, each of those senses, and then slowly bring yourself back with a couple of slow, deep breaths, you might be really surprised to, to find a sense of mental clarity. I mean, you've done nothing other than sit and pay attention for five minutes, but the, the mental clarity that comes from that is phenomenal. And it, again, it's a really simple, very portable, very accessible way to practice mindfulness. So the second way of bringing mindfulness to your day is to turn a mundane task into a mindfulness moment. Now it could be hanging the laundry or making the beds. 
It could be commuting or watering your plants on your balcony, brushing your teeth, washing your face, doing the dishes. Anything that is, I mean, anything at all actually can be made into a mindful moment if you sim simply commit to paying attention. So all you need to do to work through this exercise is to take a couple of deep breaths and bring your attention to mind. And then as you go about the task that you've nominated, move through each of your senses one at a time. So ask yourself again, what can I smell? If you're hanging the laundry, maybe you could smell wet grass. Maybe you could smell the laundry detergent. And much like in the body scan technique, uh, make sure you go a little deeper. So what else can you smell? Can you smell the coffee from the house? Can you smell, um, you know, next door's fireplace smoke? Can you smell your dog? Can you smell some flowers sort of wafting on the breeze? And then cycle through each of your other senses. What can I see, taste, touch, and hear? Really encouraging yourself to go that little bit deeper in the noticing of each of those senses. It's a really beautiful practice to include in your morning or your evening rhythm as well, because it doesn't take up any extra time. And it still allows you to practice the art of noticing without feeling like you need to carve out 15 minutes for meditation or mindfulness practice when you don't think that you, you have those 15 minutes. So if you've been finding it difficult to create a little pocket of um, self-care in your morning rhythm or in your evening rhythm, this could be one that you could experiment with over the next few weeks. So the third mindfulness technique that we're going to look at in today's lesson is belly breathing. Now, when you're stressed or overwhelmed, breathing into your belly as opposed to your chest, where most of us breathe most of the time, it can help you in significant ways. It can help reduce stress. It can help reduce blood pressure. Um, it can help reduce cortisol levels in your blood. Uh, but it also helps you to pay more attention to your body and how you feel in it, which is a huge part of uh, the art of noticing. Because noticing is not just what's happening around you, it's also what's happening inside you. To practice belly breathing, just try laying on the floor and placing one hand on your chest and the other on your belly. And as you breathe in through your nose, breathe into your belly rather than your chest. So you should feel the hand on your belly rise and fall with your breath. And your, the hand on your chest should stay relatively still. So breathe in until your belly is full and then hold your breath for a beat and then ex slowly exhale through your nose until the air is gone. And then just repeat that a handful of times. And the, the, for me, uh, I try to practice belly breathing every day and I'm always surprised at how calming it is and how um, enjoyable it is to just spend a few moments noticing what's happening in my body. I often try and sort of drop my shoulders and uh, you know, drop my rib cage at the same time as practicing belly breathing. And it's such a lovely, nurturing, nourishing, caring kind of practice. Now, of course, there are so many other ways to, to bring the art of noticing to your day. But these three that I've mentioned have very low barrier to entry. So there's no equipment required, very little time required, and you can carry it with you wherever you want. You can stick it in your pocket and pull it out anytime you feel like you need a, um, you know, a moment of noticing. So this week's exercise is all about paying attention to the mundane. 
So I would like you to look at your daily rhythms or your weekly rhythm and just nominate a mundane task, preferably something that you complete every day. And then I'd like you to commit to making that mundane daily task your exercise in paying attention for the week. And every time that you go to start this mundane task, I'd like you to take some three really deep, centering, slow breaths and then begin. And as you begin, ask yourself, what can I see? What can I feel? What can I hear? What can I taste? And what can I smell? And simply just meet yourself there in the noticing. There's nothing else to do beyond that. Beyond that, There's nothing else outside that moment. And once you've finished, once you have reflected on what you could experience during that mundane task, take another three deep breaths of gratitude or of noticing and allow yourself to move on with your day. So that's it. That's this week's exercise. I think it's very simple, but it's also really powerful. And it works hand in hand with the daily observation prompt for this week. So this week's observation is essentially to hold some space for noticing tiny details. You don't need to do anything with those tiny details, but allow yourself the opportunity to really pay attention to them. I mean, you can nominate a time of day for it, or you can just do it any time that, that it comes to mind. But to, to really spend a moment relishing in the details of this thing. It could be the curve of your partner's shoulder. It could be the dust in the in the air. It could be the pattern on the carpet in you know the dentist's waiting room. It could be the way your shoes squeak on the floor. You know any tiny detail, and just spend a moment in the noticing of it. If you want to, you know, journal about it. If you if you are curious or creative, you know, write a write a poem or a haiku about it or sketch it. You know, but but just allow yourself to create and hold space for that noticing during the day and see how it impacts uh, you know, your, your view of things, your experience of the world. See if it impacts your ability to turn up fully in different ways. Um, I'll be really curious to see what the impact of this week's um, both exercise and observation is for you. And as always, if you have any questions, feel free to email me at hello at slowyourhome.com and I will answer your questions and address any frustrations or, or obstacles that you're facing in this week's call on Friday. So until then, have a wonderful week and I will speak to you soon.